This is pilot episode three featuring Sean Everett. Welcome to I Want to Learn. I'm Anthony Thompson, and I've challenged myself to learn my entire life. Whether it was the bumpy road of graduating high school or the challenge of nailing down a dream job at an elite PR agency in Los Angeles without a college degree, or starting a business overseas, or the everyday learning opportunities of being a husband and dad, every day I continue to choose to live by this simple phrase, always be learning. But in this podcast, I don't wanna just learn. I want our community of listeners like you to be doers, dreamers, and to get inspired to become anything you want to be. So let the games begin. It's time to learn. Okay, just before we get into this episode, if you can share this message with someone you love or who needs to be inspired, you have the power to help change someone's life just by sending them this link. If this is your first time here, thank you for joining. If this episode has helped or inspired you or you've learned something, please hit the subscribe button. Or if you're feeling extra generous, please feel free to donate. Your donations help this podcast acquire new equipment and produce better content to help more people learn. All right, it's time to learn. Let's get into this episode. I don't know how many times, but you legitimately are one of the smartest people that I do know. And I really value like the time that we do have. And so for you taking a few minutes now, it's a big deal. But what I also think is a big deal, and one of the reasons why I love just hanging out with you and talking with you so much is because I learn and I learn from you. And I also think though that you're continually learning. And so I think what would be interesting right now is just hear from you is what are you sort of diving into learning about right now? What's, what's, what's got your interest? <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I appreciate you saying that. That's uh, always makes me feel good, I suppose, but sets a, sets a high bar to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, expectations for anybody listening well, in. Well, uh, when, whenever you need, you know, <laughs> you just text me and I'll ring you up and tell you something nice about yourself. Yeah. Nice. You set up that softball and I'll whiff it. <laughs> um, big swing, big, big swing. swing. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, honestly, you know what I think it comes down to is I've always had this phrase. Well, not always, but I don't know, maybe some point over the last 10 years, I came to the conclusion that it really just comes down to a simple phrase, which is find your fascination. And then everything becomes easy after that. Um, Cause if it's something you're not interested in, then you're not going to remember it's going to be work, but the stuff that you're like super interested in, it just like drives you forward and like, you can't get enough. It's like being starving. You just, all you can do is think about food until you get satiated. So I think, you know, some people, I don't know this. I mean, for me, like maybe it's just a product of, my upbringing, I was an only child. So I spent a lot of time alone. So this was kind of almost like my entertainment was just like reading and learning and wanting to like invent things and like push the boundaries of what's possible. And so I read a lot about like 
physics and numbers kind of always came easy. So I got involved in math. And then, you know, once I found tech and software, that's when, you know, everything kind of really clicked into place, plus my fascination with business. So it was like, you know, though, basically just like software. And, and I've come to realize recently that it's like, what do you build with? Do you build with words? Do you build with physical things like houses and buildings? Do you build with energy, which I think is like software, right? Like you're just dealing with electrical signals and circuits and mm -hmm. um, human interaction. So humans are an interesting, interesting thing because, you know, you can never understand them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's like the subject that you can never get the answer to. <laughs> so when you put that next to like computer science or math, where there's always an answer and it's either right or wrong, like one plus one equals two, yeah. it doesn't equal three. Right. So it's, those two things matched together ended up being like very fascinating sides of the same coin. So one of the guys that um, I work with now, uh, he's a younger dude, but legitimately a genius. Like, like I use the word genius with him. Um, <laughs> he, <clears throat> he sent me and, and I'll leave his name out because I don't want to embarrass him or anything, but he sent me a, a link on YouTube yesterday and it was about David Bohm. So B-O-H-M. I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. But he was a physicist back in like the early 30s through, I think he passed in like 1992. And um, he started studying uh, just physics and then later in life got linked up with a philosopher, like an Indian philosopher. Mm -hmm. And so what started with physics ended up changing into consciousness and what does it mean to be what does reality mean? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to have a have a mind? Um, and he kind of married the two. So Ein, he actually worked with Einstein um, and Einstein thought he did good work as well. Um, so he he ended up getting like thrown out of physics during one sort of genre, one period of of, you know, the the big people, the big names in physics because of his belief system, because he was pushing the boundaries of what was possible and it really threatened people and what they believed and thought. And then it took another generation of physicists to come in and take a look at his work and go, Oh wait, he may have been onto something. Let's scratch the surface here. So um, for me, it was like, I mean, I love that kind of stuff, right? It's, I feel like, you know, if you dig deep enough, I think most people like people in software, people in physics end up, going towards this direction of spirituality of consciousness there's things that you just can't explain in the physical world like forces vectors atoms quarks quasars the whole thing and there's this um tension between uh you know what we what we can see and feel and the thing that's invisible and i think it's always been there so for me like to get back to your original question it's come back to just something very simple, which is I've always been searching for the answer to an unknown question. And that's taken me down weird roads. Um, and thank, thank goodness for the internet and for books, because yeah. without that, then, you know, I, 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 I don't know if smartness is the right word. I think it's really just time and fascination and a lot of reading and data ingestion into your brain. Yeah. So I kind of come from the school that, you know, on a certain level, I think every human has the ability 
to quote unquote, be smart. And certain people are smart about different things. There's some people who are smart spatially, which, you know, we call athletes. There are some people who are smart in certain subjects versus others. Like there's some people who may have a ton of common sense and be incredible at like um, making food in the kitchen Mm. or, you know, like I came up with the most efficient dishwashing thing in the world. Like that's a level of intelligence, Mm. you know, that I don't have because I haven't spent that time. So, you know, learning, I, I like the title of your, your cast here. Um, but I think it all starts with like, what's your fascinating, yeah. what you're fascinated yeah, it's with. Good. Don't let anybody else tell you what that is. Like, that's something you got to tell for yourself. And maybe it's just my fascination is like other people or social media or I don't know, whatever park benches. Like I'm the world's foremost expert on park benches. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, Whatever it is, be niche and just like go all the way. Go full tilt. Yeah. Life's too short, you know? I'm going to, I might come back on that, what you're fascinated with specifically now. But one of the things you mentioned about being an only only child, obviously that kind of speaks to me and being just the type of person that you are and driven. What are some of the, what do you feel were some of the advantages you had being an only child? Versus the disadvantages, or if you only saw it as advantages, what what were you, what was that like as a kid? Yeah, um, I think I had you know a, a lot of blessings um, or things that worked in my favor. I was born in Sioux City, Iowa. I had loving parents. You know, I wasn't homeless. I wasn't in a war torn area. I had the safety and the space to have that sort of thing, you know, went to public school, but you know, there's, so I think that's part of it, right? You can't overlook your environment Mm -hmm. and what that's like to give you the space or the time or the freedom to do that. Um, Other people, other kids may have just be focused hundred percent on survival and that survival could be day to day. And that's really tough. Um, So thankfully I didn't have to worry about that as much. Um, But uh sorry what was your question just about being just advanced yeah it, it just it, what you thought is oh, advantages yeah, right. as an only, only child versus yeah. you know what you thought maybe as you got older like right. you know what it actually would have been nice if i had a brother or sister i could have maybe been but you're like i'm the only child maybe this was the path right. that works best for you mm-hmm. what do you think yeah yeah for sure um i think uh there's the personal interaction that you miss out on a lot is having a a brother or a sister. I don't know this. Mm. I didn't have that experience. Um, So there's that whole sort of thing that I just didn't have uh, every day-to-day experience. So, you know, I didn't have the conflict to deal with. I also had the space, right? Like I didn't have to take care of a younger brother or sister. I didn't have to watch out for them. Um, Similar, I didn't have an older brother or sister like picking on me or, you know, distracting. So there was, let's just say there was less um, interactions happening Mm. and those interactions could be positive or negative. Um, And I guess that just, you know, gave me more time to think. But I think when I was a kid, I I always wanted somebody else to play with. Mm. Um, So I, you know, would go out and play with the neighbor kids and that was pretty standard right it's like knock on someone's door hey can so-and-so come yeah. out to play and 
get on bicycles and get the dogs and, you know, just go play and go in the woods and <laughs> make believe. Um, so that was all still there. Uh, and yeah, I think it was, so it was just quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that quiet, the positive is it gave you a couple things. One is the space and the freedom to, you know, find your own way or what does fascinate you. The other positive is it helps you be okay with being alone. Yeah. You know, I've, I've met some people, um, who struggle with that. Like there always has to be interaction, um, with other people and if like can't be alone for too long because that's really difficult so you know i think it's and i think as i've gotten older i've become more introverted i think the definition so speaking with somebody who's who's done a lot of research in this area they say you know what gives you energy Mm. does being around a lot of people at a party give you energy or does being alone say reading a book give you energy so i think as i've gotten older the thing that gives me energy is the quiet space to think um, and to learn. Uh, and it's sort of interesting. I think it's kind of come full circle where the pendulum swung back the other way because I'd say, you know, I don't know, teenage years on to, yeah. I don't know, midlife, it probably swung one way, which was, oh, being in a bunch of sports, like being active would give me yeah. energy. But I do. I do remember, like, I was telling this story the other day, but being, like, 13-year-old baseball league, um, it was the first year you're on the big Mm. fields rather than the little league fields. And I remember reading Michael Crichton uh, books before games after school. Um, And that's, like, I was super fascinated in, like, the science and stuff behind Michael Crichton's stuff, which he was a great writer. Um, So, you know, I don't I think it's kind of like always there, you know, everyone's built differently. And, you know, if you go back far enough, you can probably always find, um, find sort of those, those nuggets that stick with you later in life. Yeah. So who, who knows? You, um, I I did. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say one other thing. I found this research article earlier this week. Um, forgot what it was, a study of connectomes. And basically it, it was a study about, is it nature versus nurture? Mm. Um, I put it on my Twitter. I forget exactly what it said, but I think it was like, they did a correlation analysis. And I think it was like, your personality is 44% uh, nature. Basically the connectome that you were born with and the rest is um, just your environment that you experienced over time. But there was a couple different variables and that percentage changed. So it was like very fascinating to me. At least that's the way I read it. I might be wrong about that. I like it, man. I, I remember, I remember, uh, I know I've said this to you before, but we hung out. I asked you something, some kind of question, and you gave me like this. It's almost like that, that first reason uh, fascinated with. It's kind of similar where it was like you said, find out what you what like what makes your best day like um um my best day happens when i do this and i and i mm-hmm. remember sitting across from you and so I, and I said well what do you do and i'm curious if i was to ask you that now what would be your answer <laughs> yeah i want to know no i'll tell i'll right tell right i'll tell you mine but i want to Cause I, re- I remembered <laughs> yours specifically. Go ahead. Oh, 
I don't even remember this. You're going to have to tell me after I tell you. I think... You know what's crazy is that when it comes to memory, um, what uh, I, and this is why I think I love you so much, Sean, is that we're talking like... I'm at like a like a point, you know, one one point two, and I feel like you're with numbers and memory and detail and you're you're like you're like at 150 so for me to re- for me to remember this <laughs> this is like a big win for me this is a, this is this is monumental okay go ahead what do you what do you what do you think well I w- we'll have to unpack that because i wonder if it's uh you know i think perspective uh and and i think epiphany also like plays a part in memory mm. like memory stickiness yeah. for some reason like numbers and like a shock value of a number if i go oh whoa like i never realized that before to me that's like very sticky mm. memory wise um so i might just not be recalling our conversation because it was like oh that's just me like what what do i matter you know so it wouldn't stick in my memory um I guess for now, so is the question about like how I approach life or what I value? The, the question is my best method when I do this. Oh, yeah, it's hard. I can tell you like what I'm focused on. And I think it's really just, you know, waking up, having a good cup of coffee, spending some time with my family um, and then you know, as so that's like my personal life. And then in my work life, it's really about working on something that I think um, could have a big impact on helping people. Mm. And, and that, for me, that tool, specifically is like software, a little bit of writing. And so I think where I'm headed is, you know, I, I have this weird desire that like, I want to write this like very short, pamphlet I don't even know maybe 20 pages or something that just cauterizes like the principles with some tactics Mm. about maybe some of the knowledge and wisdom that I've picked up and then I can continue to work on you are brother oh I got you I got you when you worked on you're working on that document of a um oh you know this working and then it cut off oh and and uh, that's where I left off with you I'm on yeah. this. My day is best when I. Yeah. What? I think it's just two sides of the same coin, which is, you know, spending time and fostering those personal relationships with your very close friends, your very close family, your dog, whatever that means to you. Um, taking that time for yourself, that spiritual time, you know, whatever that yeah. means to you, you know, interpersonal, you know, uh, whatever that means. Um, and then that intellectual mind piece. So for me, I think it's like, I need to be building and like pushing my own like skills and knowledge. And mm-hmm. I need to balance that with, with, uh, you know, like the non work, non mind intellectual stuff, the real world, which is, you know, where am I? Who am I with? Like, let's foster love and relationships. And um, I think those two things help drive towards a sense of peace and calm. And uh, that to me is like the mountaintop. Yeah. If you find peace and calm, then then brother, sister, you made it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good feeling. 
That's good. I um, the first time I asked you this question, you told me working out. <laughs> <laughs> the first time it was like, and it was just you're like, you know what? When I work out, my day is awesome. And you know what? If I was answering the question, I would say the exact same thing for me. I'm at my best when I get a cycle in the morning. Like right now, the my, right now the current rim, rhythm is cycle podcast write, you know, learn, you know, then go into the day or whatever. So that was, yeah, that was, that was that part. That was the, uh, the new one. So you're, you're now in a dark black hole that's way beyond weightlifting. So <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Mind, body, and spirit. Keep them in balance. I like that, it. That's the yeah. hard one, but keep those plates spinning. I agree. I like I like what you said about memory stickiness. That's really fascinating. But um, before I know you, you're, you're kind of what specifically this week are you fascinated with for yourself when it comes to this learning? What's what's really piqued your interest? Like specifically, uh, I think. Well, this week, I, I feel pretty strongly that there's like quantum entanglement, non-locality uh, for information dissemination. So basically, what's the way that we can have infinite bandwidth and chat across a universe at the mm-hmm. in real time? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a big blocker as we start moving into extra stellar space. Plus, you know, we need to we need to figure out a better energy system. Basically, all of our systems in the world are mechanical. Like mm-hmm. when you and I, when you and I went to visit SpaceX, which was awesome. Thank you for that invite. Um, the shock, the most shocking thing to me is that we're essentially just directing explosions still yeah. in 2020. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's just an Autobot. Yeah. Just on a larger scale, which with much larger combustion engines, pistons and fire and gasoline and that sort of thing. Um, which it's the same thing with medicine. We rip into a human's body and we tear stuff out and we bombard it with radiation. Um, so for me, it's like, there's, there's something else. There's a more elegant solution. I know that there is, mm. we just haven't flipped. We haven't flipped the script. We're all looking at it through the same lens. We got to take a different perspective and come at this problem from a different angle. Um, otherwise we're not going to figure this stuff out. So information, dissemination, energy, medicine, we got to come at it from a different angle. I like it. Um, It's all vibrations at the smallest level. So I feel like the answer is there somewhere. Well, you're, you're probably the smartest guy I know to go after it. So it's a good, it's a good little challenge for you. Uh, Tell me, tell me now, tell, tell me now briefly, what is, um, you know, what, what's going on with, with like work scenario projects? Is there an, an overlay of, of kind of what you're involved in now or what's happening or anything you'd like to share on any of those levels that are, that's worth sharing or interesting? Uh, yeah, it's still a little bit in stealth mode, so can't really talk yeah. too much about it. Um, still in closed beta, but we've been working on a, a, like a more intelligent social network based around uh, people's belief systems and their values Mm -hmm. uh and separating opinion from fact um Mm -hmm. and been doing that so 
Um, so kind of excited to get that out and, uh, have some people use it and get like real world feedback on it. Um, but it seems to be a unifying structure. There's been a lot of research time and academic rigor and some patents filed around it. So I think it has potential. And then it's just a question of whether or not we get the tuning exactly right. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how how the world kind of reacts to it or you know even small groups of people um yeah it's just a little bit more logical structure based on how people think and their value system so you know it can be supported by a religious belief it can be supported by logic and um, two people can be can have different views or beliefs and both can be right yeah. Uh, the question is just, is your reasoning accurate? Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting intellectual challenge as well as just commercial challenge. So, yeah, um, yeah it's that, you know, I, I got your email, so I'll uh, I'll include you as part of the beta and. Feedback. Yeah, dude, I'm down. You know, I'm down. You know that. All right, last question for sure. Last question for sure. Last question. Last one. You know the rules. Everyone knows the rules. Last question. Here we go. Okay. All right, so give yourself advice 10 years ago. What would you tell Sean Everett? By the way, I'm standing outside in a little bit of a a drizzle here in middle Tennessee, which is pretty cool, and a school bus is driving by. Gorgeous. Um, Yeah. How about it? School bus is back in motion. yeah, it's like it's like Americana at its finest. Oh, advice ten years ago. Um, how how stay the course? How, wait, how how keep, old would you have been? I would be twenty nine years old. Okay, go ahead. What are you going to tell Sean Everett? Yeah. Twenty nine. Uh, it's going to be tough, but just keep keep punching, man. Just stay on the path. Good things will happen. And just stay true to you, stay true to you and your heart and your values and your mind. And that's all, that's all you can do in this life. Stay true to you and uh, help as many people as you can along the way. And dude, how, how's your dog? Is it the, the walk's all over. It's wet outside. The school buses are happening. Thanks, yeah, man. We just, thanks, we just thanks, finished. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for touching in and uh, I'll more about your, your new project and everything that's and sharing your thoughts and sharing I think it's fantastic and like I said before I'm going to give you another awesome little you know acknowledgement but I I do I think you're one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life and I will continue to say that until you prove me wrong which I mean it's like <laughs> you you waking up without coffee like one eye like using half your body you'd still probably beat me but that's what that's what good friends are for my father-in-law always says use all the brains you got and all the brains you can borrow. So that's your part of that one for me, Sean. And I, and I just want to acknowledge you on that. You really, really are gifted. So. Well, thank you. Let me return the favor. I mean, you're one of the kindest, uh, most giving people I know. Um, and I know you've helped a lot of people when in no way that benefits you. So that's uh it's a rare thing. You're a rare bird and I haven't met anybody else like you and, my four decades on the planet you i'm know, right there with, with you all over the country and around the world so yeah man you're, thanks you're buddy valuable
Yeah, well, we'll man. do it. We'll do it again. I'll let you run and run and wander and have an awesome week and weekend. And uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, sounds good. Good catching up. All right, man. brother. See you, buddy. All right, bud. Yep. Love you. Talk to you later.